Mendocino County Remembered. Oral histories collected and published under the auspices of the Mendocino Historical Society for the American Bicentennial in 1976. Read by Linda Pack. Today, from Fort Bragg, the recollections of George Hill. I was born in Waco, Texas in 1914. I came up here in 1935. And when I was 20 on the bum, I was looking for work. Now, that was during the Great Depression. So I applied for a job here in Fort Bragg at the Union Lumber Company, and I got a job out in the woods. Well, I was president of our local here during the Great Strike. That local was the Brotherhood of Carpenters, Lumber, and Sawmill Workers. I organized the beginnings of that union in 1942-43 along in there. Conditions were getting bad. There, we were getting shoved around quite a bit. We had the wood signed up 100% and almost all the mill 100%. See, the main thing was we wanted an eight-hour day. We didn't want overtime pay to be based on a 40-hour week. We wanted anything over eight hours to be overtime, but not on a 40-hour week. And more money and seniority and safety in the union shop. And after 30 days, everyone would belong to the union. See, because until the state compensation came in, they didn't have nothing. When I first went out in the woods, they didn't even have stretchers out in the woods until the union came in. Those days, companies didn't care about people. You've heard those stories where the men are killed out in the woods and that they wouldn't run the train in until they'd filled it up with a load of wood. Well, in 1936, I saw that happen. I was there when a man got killed. A sucker killed him. Killed him first thing in the morning was raining cats and dogs, and they picked him up and they put him on a cat, hauled him down to the landing, put him on a flat car. It was raining, so they put a blanket on him, and there he lay, slacked one car down, loaded the logs on both sides, and there he lay till noon. And then the switch engine switched after lunch and took him into town. Then bother before that. I'd seen a lot of guys get killed out in the woods and stuff, and after that, they changed their policy because there was so much animosity against the company that they do that. See, the company claimed they was helping to take care of their employees, but they wasn't. You know, just to show, after I got into the union, I found out a lot of things I didn't know about the county. They had ordinances in this county where it was illegal for an organizer to come in. The union lumber company, whatever they said do, the rest of them did. They controlled this county. It was against the law, but only when someone brought attention to it. Well, from the time we started out in 42, at the beginning, we had no trouble with the company. They lived up to the contract. We have our grievances. We'd settle them. They had a committee. We had a committee. But when the strike started, it wasn't only Union Lumber Company. It was all the Redwood area, and they all went together as one group. When you struck one, you struck them all. There were seven lumber companies that were struck, and out of that group, three companies controlled all the land. We put the picket lines on. Then they had a lockout. The company shut the mills down for six months. That was January 16th or 15th, maybe, 1946. They shut them all down. And they didn't even try to open them up till summer. And then they started importing scabs, some from as far south as Louisiana. They paid for ads all over the country. We found them. That would have been in July when they started bringing in the scabs. They shipped in people from everywhere trying to break the strike. Well, they finally did. One thing that broke the strike, too, was that the lumber industry boomed out about that time. 
That allowed little mills to come in. Little mills sprung up all over this country, and most of the people went to work. That was the hardest trouble, keeping that picket line going all the time. The little mills all signed contracts and were all union. So that put the union men to work so we couldn't picket. There simply wasn't the animosity there would have been if the men had been laid off going hungry. Everybody was working, just about. It caused a lot of hard feelings in Fort Bragg. One side on one side and one side on the other. There's a story about nails. It wasn't the union that did it. Now, maybe some of the members that did it, I don't know myself, because they did tack one of the roads out there one time, and it blew a lot of tires, and those fellas were going to work. Well, what finally happened was that the Hammond Lumber Company, one of the big ones up in Humboldt County, they settled, and some of the other companies up north settled, and then it went on, and finally we weren't getting any place, so we just pulled the pickets off, and that was that. That was in March of 1948, I think it was. So it was two years. Well, after the strike, I was working over in a mill over in Willits, and they had a big safety meeting, and I was sitting there talking to a fella. I'm still union. I still belong to it. And I told him, you get up and ask them about something safe that costs them a dollar. See what they say. So he did. He said they should have a railing or a balcony up in place where some men work so they wouldn't fall. Oh, man, they couldn't afford to do that right now, but that gay, they'd get on it. So it's always the same. As long as it doesn't cost them, they can talk safety real good. You've been listening to the recollections of George Hill. To learn more about Mendocino's rich past, visit any of our county's many excellent museums, libraries, and historical societies. A full listing of Mendocino County Remembered episodes and selected audio archives can be found at lindapack.net. Mendocino County Remembered is produced by Mary Eigner and Linda Pack for KZYX and Z.